Canadian Family Health Counseling provides education and counseling services across Canada and beyond. Our holistic approach, called Neural Network Therapy, uses practical tools to boost mood, reduce anxiety, manage anger, break unwanted habits, and develop strong, healthy relationships. Sit back and relax while clinical director and founder Kim Sargent shares her insights and expertise on why emotional health matters. Hello, and welcome to Emotional Health Matters. My name is Kim Sargent, and I'm the clinical director of the Canadian Family Health Collective. And I was hoping to record this um, holiday message episode uh, with Jenna Howe, but we had a few complications. So I'm afraid you're stuck with just me for today, and I will keep it brief. I do want to talk a little bit about holiday madness and really what madness is all about. <laughs> so madness is, it's really, it's its a state of being emotionally unstable. And I think that it's fair to say that during the holidays, m- many times, many of us are emotionally unstable. So one minute we're, you know, maybe feeling quite a lot of appreciation because it's the season and we're kind of a bit giddy about getting together with friends and family and it's a wonderful experience. And then the next we might be, um, you know, a little angry about what's happening, um, feeling overloaded, overwhelmed, having way too much stimulation, um, slipping back into old patterns. So heading, you know, into our families of origin, the funny thing that can happen is that we we leave them typically as teenagers. And so oddly enough, there's there's a bit of a, a role that we play um, when we go back into our family of origin. And and so that person that we were back in those bratty teenage days can light up again. It's a role that you play. The very cells of your body sort of conspire and configure in such a way as to bring about that same impression that you had left off on many years ago. And, and the same can be true for being the baby of the family or being the family hero. It doesn't all have to be negative. It can be even a variety of roles, but it's a strange thing to, to, you know, to be this wildly successful person, you know, maybe working on Bay Street, downtown Toronto, and your life is really well constructed and you're happy in your relationship and your parenthood and suddenly you walk in the door and you feel like you're getting into these petty little arguments with your siblings and wondering how on earth that that happens so quickly. So there's a bit of science behind all of that. And then there's just the idea that I think a lot of the traditions that we have and that we carry on with are not necessarily ones that really, if we examine them closely, belong to us. Um, they're things that we do and, and we do them because we've always done them. We don't ask the question as to why or where it came from, how it evolved. Um, there's a great story that I always tell with this and that's the idea of cutting off the end of the roast. And I'm not sure where the story comes from, but you may have heard it. And it's this woman who every time she would prepare a roast, she would cut the very end off and wrap it in tinfoil. And then she would take the remainder of the roast and put it in a pot and the whole thing would go into an oven to cook. And so one day her mother was there visiting and she happened to be there when this preparation was going on. And the mother said, well, why are you cutting the end off of the roast? And the daughter said, well, that's the way that you always did it. And so the mom starts laughing hysterically. And she said, well, that's because I didn't ever have a pot big enough to fit the roast. And so we do this thing. We do this thing where we just do these traditions. We follow through with what was before. And there's some comfort in it because there's repetition. There's a familiarity. There's a sense of belonging, I think, in all of that. But it 
there's also, I think there's an extreme to it that we can impose by times. And I would be one of the worst ones. I mean, I want to car- carry on, uh, you know, through every single tradition that I can possibly think of because I love tradition. And for me, I want to, you know, our family generations back would line up youngest to oldest and come down the stairs singing jingle bells before they would approach the tree, in which case there would be then a new and an awe. And anyway, and it would go on and on. And all of those things are really fun for me, but they weren't necessarily fun for everybody around me as I was trying to make sure that I included each of them in my Christmas and then blending my Christmas, of course, and growing that with other people. So One thing we really suggest is the idea of each family member taking one tradition that feels really important to you and and then pulling that together so that instead, perhaps a family of four might have four things that you're doing, not 14 things that you're doing, which can simplify matters. This year, I think, of course, uh, most of us are not going home for Christmas. And so it's kind of an interesting year to reinvent that person um, that that goes back home and and sort of slides back into that old role. And so, you know, if if you're wanting to make a change to that. And that is something, this is a great year to do it, is to decide that, you know, I'm not that person anymore. This is who I am. And and stepping into that role of, or that sort of idea of who you are here today and taking that person home for Christmas and holding it so that there isn't this backsliding into a place that you don't want to go. I think the other thing that's important to talk about is that not everybody, um, g- you know, gains energy in being with people. So oftentimes we think about being an introvert as being somebody who just is shy in nature. And that's not necessarily true. Being an introvert really, to, to my way of thinking, means that you know, you you gain energy, you, you, you're able to refuel when you're all by yourself. And so the holidays can be a really difficult time uh, to do that because if you're visiting touring around or have lots of people staying at your place, it can be difficult to find that um, sort of time. And so while the extroverts might do really well because there's lots of getting together and connecting, um, the introverts, I think, have to work a little harder at being able to carve out some time to be alone. So this Christmas actually might be a really, you know, we're, we're going to have a mixed uh, mixed bag here. We're going to have people that are really excited about the fact that we don't have to go and carry on all these, all these connections and all of this overstimulating activity that goes on. And then you'll have the extroverts that might be suffering a little and wishing that they could be more connected to those that they love. So a little bit of a little bit of everything there, I think. And with that, we're talking about also, um, so the Emotional Health Matters, um, we are just starting out in January with some workshops that if you are a Patreon member, then you, you can sign up to, to be able to register for any of the workshops that we're doing throughout 2021. Jenna's first one is going to be on um, the subject of new beginnings. And so part of what we want to do is share with you uh, some of the expertise, certainly that she has in in working as a, an emotional health practitioner all these years, but also um, some of the neural network therapy techniques that we use helping to get on the right side of science in behavioral change. Uh, it's difficult when you really, really, really want to change a behavior. It's really difficult. So um, certainly understanding more about the science of how your brain lays down those patterns and what how the, how it hits repeat tools and techniques to be able to make changes to behavior are pretty important. I think that we are talking more and more about neuroscience, but it's uh, it's still struggling to make its way into mainstream. And so we would like to be part of that. And certainly these workshops will provide you an opportunity to take whatever behavioral change you're looking at creating for this new year. And yeah, allowing you some room to apply some techniques that we would be teaching in our one-on-one counseling so that you can have a better 
push forward in something with, you know, a bit of juice to it. We want to be able to get you on the right side of science, get you working kind of, we talk about the idea of where we want to find the, the place of least, least resistance. So we don't want you battling and pushing uphill. Eventually you'll just become exhausted. Uh, most behavioral change happens when we make a decision and, and we employ self-discipline. And, and it works for a, a period of time. And some people are really, really good at self-discipline. So it actually works for them a lot longer than, and maybe even indefinitely. Um, but for most of us, self-discipline, uh, works about as well as it sounds. <laughs> it's like this really uphill battle. And over time, we just get more and more tired until finally we give up and that behavior falls back into its old patterns. So we hope to provide you with some, some tools and hopefully in a fun way and to connect with some other people as well that are doing the same. So I'll leave it with that. Um, I do hope um, you're able to embrace whatever you can out of this holiday season. I can tell you that for the first time ever, my Christmas tree is actually just currently propped up in a corner. It has the lights on it. It does not have the decorations. And we are just about to Christmas. So this is, it's a strange year. I think that everybody's feeling a little bit out of sorts. And so I think the most important message would be that we need to, to work hard to take care of ourselves. And this holiday season perhaps can be the first of many that we can take a little look at what those special occasions are or those traditions that really we hold dear and and grab a few of them and make them our own and maybe get rid of some of the other stuff that's just the silly and the excess and the unnecessary. And hopefully with that, make it a brand new season to be able to be both healthy and happy in the holidays and starting off the new year in a brand new way. Okay, with that... Um, Happy holidays. We'll speak to you soon. If you like what you've heard on today's podcast and want to learn more about our counseling and education services or to get involved with our Grow Happy Gardens Health and Happiness Worldwide Tour, visit our website at CanadianFamilyHealth.ca because health and happiness begin with you.